Round Guy wants to thank the following football sponsors this year that we've got. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, uh, Richardson's Tech Solutions, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker seem to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, everybody's new favorite program on Round Guy Radio is Scotty Melvin's Power 5. Uh, he's fresh off a of Round Guy Game of the Week. Uh, welcome to the program, Scotty. Good morning. I've got a little bit of voice. Sounds kind of funny still, but uh, I'm here and I'm well. Okay. Well, uh, uh, the Round Guy Game of the Week did not disappoint, did it? It did not. Um, it was a classic 3A clash in uh, southeast Iowa. Teams that normally be fighting for the same piece of district pie now in separate districts between uh, Fort Madison and Fairfield there. But it was it was still the same old flavor that I've come to know and love these last almost 30 years of my life here in Iowa. And uh, it was it was just more of the same last night with these two uh, teams battling it out. Well, uh uh, I'm going to ask you about what impressed you about both teams, but let's start with Fairfield. Yeah, okay. Going with Fairfield, I was I got to meet Nick St. Clair there last night. We were not able to get any kind of interview in at halftime uh, due to the band being so loud, but so wonderful. Uh, it was That was another thing I like about the bigger schools. But uh, a comment I made to him about Fairfield being a, kind of a power run team and Fort Madison being more of the spread you out shotgun they're going to throw, they're going to, they're going to be more balanced or whatever. I would have thought that the quick strike team capability would come from the bloodhounds, but it actually came from Fairfield last night. They had one drive where they hit some holes on the edge with their speed, uh, specifically Casey Miller and Lucas Consul. These boys are fast out of the backfield and uh, they hit some holes going to the outside and turned in a, I want to say like a four play drive, maybe five play drive that just bang answered a score from Fort Madison and put Fairfield back on top. Unfortunately, there wasn't a ton more of that from them last night. They tried to hammer Wyatt Johnson, uh, fullback there, what I would call the fullback, uh, quite a bit up the middle. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to struggle trying to run up the middle against these bloodhounds. You have to do it to keep uh, the defense honest, you know, but, and try to open things up for those, those sweeps and whatnot. But, uh, Fort Madison is just super stout up the middle. So Fairfield did some nice things. Um, quarterback Landon Nordorf could definitely make some great throws. He also got picked off, I want to say, four times. I haven't seen the final stats yet, but that's what my count is. Um, so, you know, room, room for improvement in the passing game, but some of that was just some blanket defense from Fort Madison too, and we can't discount that for both teams. Uh, I'm going to talk about mistakes made a lot in this game. Penalties are one thing, but some of these turnovers, you know, were, were partly due to just some really stellar defensive play by both teams. Um, but there's a lot of upside for Fairfield here. They, yeah, they didn't come out on top in this game. They had a shot at the end. Um, they like a play 
uh, it's kind of a trick play. They, a halfback option pass. Uh, Case and Miller pulled it off pretty well, I thought. But the last one he threw is they were trying to drive down and, and get either a chance at a win or a tie. Got picked off, and that's kind of how things ended there with oh, just, just less than two minutes to go. This game was in question, but when Fort Madison picked off that halfback pass late, uh, they were able to run out the clock. Well, yeah, uh, well, I still thought it was a stellar performance by Fairfield. And uh, yeah. if Fairfield didn't do anything, they established that they can play with the big boys, didn't they? I would say so, yeah, because, you know, I'm still considering Fort Madison just that, 3A, at least in this neck of the woods, on this side of the state. Um, yeah, Fairfield, let me tell you about something that impressed me, the numbers. Okay, we've been talking about that since preseason. The teams that have got bodies uh, have a little better shot at success, and what Coach Wheaton's got going on down there, that looks like a program to me because there's a lot of boys out on this on this football team. Uh, their roster looked like a 3A team roster should. There's a lot of bodies out there um, and, and quality bodies, I might add. A lot of athletes for Fairfield. Uh, I think if they cinch up some of these mistakes that they had last night, I didn't feel like they were as bad penalty-wise as Fort Madison was, uh, but turnover-wise, they were, they were definitely – too generous with the football. Um, that's something they're going to have to cinch up, especially as they get into district play, because it's going to get real tough on them uh, in that district. And they got Washington next week to boot in the non-district slate. So, you know, Fairfield's uh, got a rugged schedule, and I think if they can keep the mistakes to the minimum, there's not one game on that schedule outside of a maybe Williamsburg that they can't have a shot at winning. Well... Let's flip uh, uh, the side of the coin over there and tell me a little bit about Fort Madison. Uh, uh, a, lot, a lot to like there. There is, and I knew there would be going in. Um, it's one of them deals where, as a fan sitting in the stands, there's some things you could look at throughout the game and think that uh, Fort Madison on paper and some of, the, some of the plays that they pulled off that were just spectacular, they maybe should have, could have won this game by a couple more scores or so. Um, but they did leave some plays out there, and that's something I, I talked to Coach Doherty after the game real quick, and he's a little frustrated with some of the sloppiness, you know, maybe some uh, some uh, spots in the game where, where guys' uh, minds weren't where they were supposed to be at the right time or whatever, you know, and they'll get this still, you know, week two. They'll get some of this cleaned up going forward, but I'm telling you, when they were all on the same page, that spread you out uh, offense they run with a, a dual-threat guy at quarterback, Marcus Guzman, um, I love it when they roll him out because he's got the option. You know, they'll roll receivers with him toward a sideline, and it opens up possibility for him to run if he's given that opportunity or if the defense comes up, he's going to hit a receiver, and sometimes it's just a, a nice little short gain, and sometimes it's something a guy can break. And they, they ran some plays that were pretty spectacular uh, for, for Henry uh, to hit receivers. Um, Henry Wiseman was great last night catching the ball. Um, real impressive. Hayden Segoviano, great running back. You hear me talk about his linebacking. He puts you in mind of a Riley Kaleberg. They're built very similar. Uh, got a blend of speed and power. Not overly big, but certainly not small. Um, and he was a lot of fun to watch. He runs hard. And, and Fairfield made him work for it. I'm telling you, Fairfield's got some horses on the line, and they've you know, got that linebacker. Sam uh, Wheaton. 
roaming around there, kind of spearheads things, and it was tough, tough sledding for Fort Madison, and they were having to drive the ball. And to me, they're a team that has big play capability, and this is two weeks in a row where they've had to grind out fairly their uh, low-scoring uh, victories, and they're able to do it. And that's something we've kind of come to know and love about Coach Doherty teams is their stat sheet may not look near as good as it should because um, I'm telling you, they, they're pretty stocked with, with athletes after seeing them in person. But they will find a way to win. When it counts, they will make plays, and they did it again last night. And uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'm going to go over a few of their players real quick. Of course, you know I was there to see my guy Teague Smith, and he's limited to defensive duty right now. But him and Hayden are maybe the one of the, if not the top, uh, two middle linebacker tandem in this corner of the state, man. You don't want to run up the middle against these guys because it's going to be a no gain probably if if you're lucky. Um, and that defensive line Fort Madison's got playing in front of them is is uh, just as stellar. And I don't have everybody's name there, but some of the guys that impressed me that I noticed uh, making some plays last night, Corey Arnett, Jamarcus Klein, and Ike Thatcher, who we knew about too. And those boys are, they're stout up front. They work hard, they uh, tackle hard, and uh, they make it tough on an offense that wants to run the ball. And uh, that played into their hands last night quite a bit with Fairfield being kind of that power right. Okay. On offense, um, like I said, they, they had some things that weren't clicking. Uh, it was like there was moments of brilliance, Dave, and then there would be stretches of some boneheadedness. And I think if they start stringing together more of those moments of brilliance, and I, I feel like it's kind of snowballed last year for them too, you'll start seeing Bloodhound's uh, scores going up <laughs> going forward here. And again, like like Coach Doherty says, they don't have any cupcakes on their schedule. Uh, it's nothing but tough teams. So we'll see how that, that plays out because they could be running into some crazy, some crazy defenses. They got Williamsburg coming up next week themselves. Um, but – the capabilities there. Uh, Marcus Guzman is just a heck of a quarterback. He was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, like I said, Henry Wiseman and, and Hayden coming out of the backfield there on defense. And he may have contributed some on offense too. Uh, ben Ramatowski. This kid is a ball hawk. He, he picked off, I want to say, at least two interceptions last night for the Bloodhounds. Uh, he was big in the defensive backfield there. And they, and they needed that because uh, their offense just wasn't clicking enough to to uh, put the points on the board that they needed to put this thing out of reach. But once again, they, they found a way in the end. They had to come up with a big defensive stop and make it dramatic for me. But like I said, I've been watching these these 3A schools down here for about 30 years, and on any given Friday night, this is about what you're going to see. Uh, a Kind of a clunky game due to mistakes, due to two teams leaning on each other real hard. Uh, the officiating crew, I don't think they did a bad job last night, but there was a lot of stops in play while they discussed what they were trying to call and things like that. Um, it was it was just kind of a typical 3A game in, in, on a Friday night, and I was glad I got to go down and enjoy it. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure uh, uh, your, your night was off to a good night, but it sounds like uh, you might have been burning the midnight oil or, or getting up uh, at the crack of dawn and looking at uh, the results because you've already got your uh, Power 5 set up and uh, – um, I'm uh, excited to hear uh, what you, you saw because there were some pretty outstanding games last night. Yeah, the, they're starting to sort out for us, but not quite yet. Uh, this this list of mine is going to shrink week by week. Right now, it feels like it's growing. 
um, from the first one to, to now what I will call week three, as that's the week we're headed to. And, uh, you know, the rationale on that is I'm just not going to leave teams out that have made kind of a statement for us on a Friday night. And while I'm only opening it up to five spots, we'll just run some ties uh, as needed. Because like I said, some of these teams are going to fall by the wayside as they start grinding into that meat of the schedule here shortly. And it may get to where it's hard to list a, a, a top five at that point. We'll see how it goes. But uh, as of right now in the five spot, I've got three teams tied. And they're all one and one. They're all teams that lost a week ago. But rebounded last night with what I would call signature wins. And I'm going to start with Sigourney Kyoto in the five spot. That was a big rebound win for them over state-ranked Mediapolis, a 2A team to boot. We're going with the Washington Demons in a tie for fifth because Whoa. They, they had a statement win. They did night. have a big win. I was wondering if, if, if we were going to hear their name, but wow, there it is right off the bat. With with the worry about them being a, a little bit short on numbers and the fact that their their defense was just on the field entirely too long a week ago, I'm thinking with another grind and pound offense in Burlington coming to town, if they can't get that offense on track, they're in for another long night that's just going to get away from them. And they poured it on and, and come out of there with a 32 to seven victory. I'm I couldn't be prouder of the demons. I tell you, I'm I am hyped about demon football right now. Well, uh, as is everyone, uh, as is Jeff Mills, who was at that game, uh, he regaled us with the uh, the accounts of it. It was a it was a tremendous game, man, uh, and an outstanding statement win, and uh, a trip to the Power Five for the Washington Demons. Scotty, I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I am too. It was fun making this list because it's more like a Power Twelve before I'm done here. <laughs> We'll, we'll stick with five spots. So in a three-way tie for fifth, I'm putting my Columbus Wildcats right back in there. And I had a feeling they were going to climb right back in. I thought they'd play with a chip on their shoulder against Wapolo on the road last night, and they certainly did. And they put that game out of reach early, and they did it uh, with authority. And this is not a bad Wapolo team that they beat up on last night. So this is this is kind of what I, I foresee happening to a lot of Class A teams that, uh, that are, you know, in the road for Columbus on this, uh, you know, what may be a dream season uh, run for them if things go well. And that, that game against Mediapolis last week, you know, it's in the rear view now, and uh, we're back to where we need to be. Uh, I expect them to climb in these rankings going forward, but for right now they're cracking back in at five with SK and Washington. Well, So number four, we got another three-way tie, and these are teams that uh, we, we haven't seen them. They're undefeated. We haven't seen them beat anybody marquee yet. That's why they're they're lumped in at my number four spot here. And so that's what I need to see from these guys going forward and to keep them in or move them up is, is now it's time to take that, that next step and beat somebody that people think uh, maybe you aren't going to beat, you know, maybe an eyebrow raiser type game. West Burlington, Notre Dame, they, they cracked in there for me last week. They're still hanging in. They're number four, moving up a spot from five last week. Sharon, the number four spot with the Pekin Panthers, who had an impressive pummeling of uh, Van Buren County last night. The Pekin Panthers in number four? Pekin Panthers are undefeated. Whoa, that's Pekin awesome, Panthers. man. Wow, uh, Coach Weber will be uh, excited to hear that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah uh, a, a very outstanding win last night. Well, and they're sharing this number four spot with my third uh, team in there, and that's the Central Lee Hawks, who also had a big 
uh, whooping that they put on Cardinal last night. So we're comparing some, you know, common opponents here with the Pecan Panthers being a smaller school. You know, they, they didn't beat Cardinal that bad in week one. Central Lee beat him real bad last night. But then you can flip it and say Central Lee was, you know, had a competitive game against Van Buren County, whereas the Pecan Panthers really put it to the Warriors. So that makes me think these two teams are kind of on the same level. It makes a lot of sense for both of them to be 2-0 and at this point and, uh, and number four in, in the Power Five along with West Burlington Notre Dame there. Outstanding. Now i got to pare it down just a little bit, but we're going with uh, two teams in the top three each. Okay, so number three, Fort Madison, by virtue of eking out another gutty win last night where not everything was going right for them, and they overcame anyway against a really tough and deep Fairfield Trojans team. Fort Madison's in at number three. The Wilton Beavers hammered uh, West Liberty last night, and that's two weeks in a row where they've put it to a school bigger than them. So they are sharing the three spot with the Bloodhounds. Yeah, I like what they're doing this year. I do too, and and they look like they're building building some momentum, gaining steam there. Uh, which you know that's pretty typical. We you heard that a million times with your interviews this week, uh, coaches and whatnot, and your and your uh, fellow broadcasters talking about that growth from week one to two, and we saw that last night. And I'd say Wilton <laughs> maybe put that on display as much as anybody offensively. Um, and that that'll take us to number two, and this the Linville Sully Hawks. They were at number three in my poll last week, and they just had another blowout victory last night in a rivalry game against what we think is an improved North Mahaska squad. Um, but they had no trouble at all in that game. And I just think they're on a fast track to the Dome again. I know that's getting way out there, but uh, I love what uh, they're doing, and I love the, the kids that they have coming back from last year's run. So Linville Soli in at number two, sharing that spot with Pella Christian. I wasn't real highly sold on Pella Christian, not knowing enough about them uh, based on their victory last week. But last night, gutting out a double overtime come from behind against a bigger ranked school in PCM Monroe that beat Sigourney Kyoto a week ago. Pella Christian has launched themselves into number two for me as of last night. Yeah, they sure look like outstanding. And uh, 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 the Prairie City Monroe, that... Uh... That helps Sigourney a little bit, you know, because uh, uh, Sigourney and uh, 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 Kyoto and and Pella Christian, you know, uh, uh, with West City Monroe kind of splitting the game with those two, that just brings them back to one and one. And uh, uh, but uh, boy, good start for the Pella Christian Eagles. Uh, I think they got some talent over there, and yeah. uh, I do agree they're going to make some noise this season. I mean, you heard me in my preview of the district. I, I fully expected them to reload. It's just that uh, the, the I forget what school they beat, Des Moines Christian, whoever, in week one. I felt like that game was a little closer than I thought it should be. So I was kind of sitting back and waiting to see what, what Pella Christian would do going forward after that. Uh, but last night, yeah, that's a statement win over PCN Monroe. So, you know, they got to be in power five now. Well, for certain. Number one is unchanged. Winfield Mount Union uh, exercised a lot of demons last night, and they did it with fury against New London, down at New London. I was not surprised by it. Um, New London replacing a lot of bodies, replacing the coach. They are young. They have low numbers. The game went as it should have went, but at the same time, you got to know, especially if you were there like I was last year, 
there's got to be a, a bitter taste in the mouth of the Wolves going back to that game because they really should have won that game a year ago and they let it slip away uh, at home. And, uh, boy, they uh, they put it to New London last night. And uh, they they look like a surefire number one team for a power pole as I've seen. and But they're sharing it with the Waco Warriors still. I got to keep Waco up there. Waco had a... Very game challenger coming in to uh, Wayland last night, Iowa Valley Tigers. And I kept an eye on that game on my uh, YouTube last night while I was sitting in the bleachers at Richmond Stadium. And the, offensively, it took them a little while to get going. Uh, they did have 14 points early on, and then it kind of stayed there for a while. Then they were able to get to 20 by half and have a, a 20 to nothing lead. But like I was telling my son, I'm like, it's eight-man football, and to see a goose egg on the board at halftime against Iowa Valley, you know you are playing against a mammoth uh, uh, defensive squad in the Waco Warriors because uh, nobody does defense in eight-man like they do. It's going to get put to a test next week at Winfield Mount Union, which I will be there. I can't wait for it, but uh, I'm going to hype it up this week. You know, the number one teams in Southeast Iowa right now of all classes, the Kings of the Hill, as of week three, Winfield Mount Union, Waco, and they will face off, and somebody's going to have to go down a notch or two Friday night. Well, it's going to be the round guy game of the week. Uh, I watched the Waco game, and uh, they look every bit the state champions. I mean, they just look good on all facets of the game. Uh, uh, they finally got a, a kicked an extra point. Um, maybe that will come together for them. Uh, they tried it a lot. Uh with some some success and some failure, but uh, uh, you know they rent they return punts, they block punts, they uh, uh, you know special teams was excellent, defense was absolutely excellent and dominating and just unbelievable, and the offense uh, uh, was really really fantastic. Lichty made it one of the best catches I've seen, probably the best catch I've seen all year long. Uh, although there was one in that Fairfield game that was a pretty amazing one. Uh, it was a deeper pass for sure, and it was, but uh, just I don't know how Lichty got his hands on this one. It was he just his long arms reached out and grabbed something I didn't think was possible, but uh, um, yeah, and uh, Housing Gay run like a demon, and it uh, it was it was crazy. Uh, uh, they just looked so good. I, I I was I had a friend over from California. Uh, well, he's California transplant. He lives here, but. He had been, uh, he, I, I've been talking about high school football and he was like, wow, you know, uh, Stafford had a big game. It, it was a, it was just a great, the linebackers all played so good. Um, I, I just can't say, uh, I, I was so impressed with Waco last night. Yeah, I've got high hopes for him. Um, and again, I, I've been saying it for a year now that with the bodies that, uh, you know, the talent that Winfield Mount Union brings back, and they've got more help this year, you know, than they had last year on that roster. That that gives them the edge, and I still hold true to that. Uh, but bottom line is, it's going to get sorted out on the field, and it will not surprise me. You know, either way, whoever wins this game, I won't be shocked. The only thing that will shock me is if it's uh, decided by a lopsided score. Yeah. Oh, I. Uh, um... We'll have to put the uh, buckle our seatbelts for that game. Well, Scott, yeah. that was amazing. Was there uh, anything else uh, uh, that you wanted to talk about for last night's games? 
Yeah, a couple couple things uh, from the game I was at last night that I want to point out that we really enjoyed watching, my son and I. Um, number one, we, we, you've talked about special teams a lot with coaches, and they are all talking about how much you know it, it matters to the game just as much as your offense and your defensive work. Last night, I will tell you, Coach Wheaton's uh, kickoff return team just blew me away. The way those boys set up the wedge and the way that the returners burst through it uh, gave Fairfield some early on great field positions they were able to work from, put Fort Madison back on their heels defensively and really put the pressure on the Bloodhounds early in the game. There was a couple of three different times that happened. And uh, it, I said, man, the, who, the other schools that are around here, if there, anybody's struggling uh, with kickoff return, get some film on Fairfield, study that, because that was uh, a thing of beauty to witness last night. And uh, on the flip side, Fort Madison and classic bend but don't break defense, and that was a lot of fun to watch um, because they they would they'd get on their heels, and you'd think, man, Fairfield driving it right down their throat, they're going to come away with a touchdown here, and boy, you get inside the red zone against Fort Madison, buckle up because they've decided that's the end of the field for you. Well, and, that, uh, that, that, that is my, uh, you know, what my player of the week is the Fort no, Madison well, red zone defense. I don't. I think that their their defense in the red zone was certainly the difference in this game. Don't you think? It was, and it and it led to some of the wonkiness that I was uh, tweeting about last night <laughs> because they got, you know, a couple times on this field position note they got stuck inside the five to start drives and they got safety twice, and it was in the oddest of ways. The first time they tried to throw an, uh, a little out pass receiver that was out there on an island one-on-one -on -one. and I think that if if the play had been more crisp if the throw from Guzman had been a little bit better uh that kid makes his man miss and he might have been gone for a 99 yard unfortunately the pass was low and short and so the kid reaches down to get it and he ends up on one knee well you can't catch the ball on one knee in the end zone buddy <laughs> that's two points for the other team <laughs> you know I I, I had I'm sitting behind Coach Doherty, but I could just see the look on his face in my mind's eye, you know. But uh, that that's the way that play went. And then later in the game, kind of a similar situation, and they got a hold in the end zone. Well, that's two points for the other team. You cannot hold somebody in the end zone, man. Just let him go and hope for the best. But that that's kind of the, the night Fort Madison had. And yet, once again, they overcome that stuff and uh, pull out the win. Well, let me uh, uh, throw one more team out there, um, um, and that's the Oskaloosa Indians. Uh, after, you know, really uh, a hard-fought, good, excellent victory against a, a, what is a quality uh, Washington team. Then they went up to Des Moines and, uh, uh, Thursday night and won a, a big game, and, and uh, uh, they've got a running back I'm calling uh, uh, A.J. Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, this kid's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, he can really carry the mail. Uh, uh, so just kind of, uh, um, I just want to throw their name out there as another school. It's really doing well out there. They are, and they're, they're two and zero. Oh, and and I'll tell you my rationale for my my power five and whatnot. And you'll probably see a lot of more, you know, the smaller schools in it. And and that's just because the the bigger we go from this area, the harder the road for for our schools and that's just the way it is uh because of our location and right now you know oski's got a, a nice win over a good possibly great 3a washington team not nothing wrong with that they've got a win over an inner city des moines team 
that one, it, I don't find it that impressive um, myself. And maybe I'm being too judgmental there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just happen to know the struggles that those schools have. So uh, we'll see if they can keep it rolling. What's going to tell the tale of the tape for the Indians is when they get into district play, because they're another one, like all of our 3A, 4A, and, and if you want to throw a tumble in there, 5A schools uh, from this corner, uh, it's just tough sledding. So we'll see how it goes, and, and that opportunity will be there. Uh, again, I'm going to be looking for signature wins every Friday night going forward here. Yeah, it's going to get tougher to be in the, in the crack this uh, each week as we go on, isn't it? It is, and, and that's why this one was kind of fun to put together because uh, I had kind of planned on uh, no matter what, I'm sticking to five, and if you get left out, oh, well, you know, if people complain too much, I'll just stop doing it or whatever. But, I, 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 you know, know the feeling. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but then I thought, you know, I'm just going to throw teams in there, and it'll sort itself out, and it'll make it harder as the, as the wins pile up for this or that team and the losses pile up for these others. It, it'll be a lot harder to argue against who's in and who's out and whatnot, so – um, we'll just do it like that for now and see how it goes and have fun with it. And you, uh, uh, you did a great job this week as you do every week. And, uh, this is, is the way it is with the results of two games that are in, which isn't very much data, but it, it yep. does feel like we have a lot more data, uh, than we had uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we certainly do. And, and it only gets more fun from here and, and uh, it still feels early, but I'm also nervous because I know how fast this thing goes and it won't be long and I'll be over again. All right. Well, uh, Scotty, thanks for being with us. This is this week's Power Five. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing, self on a sound with the high school football and round guy radio. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, machine operators for both first and second shift. Call 319-752-2781.